is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Hello, all. Welcome to episode two, zero two of the B Show. I first want to start off by thanking so many of my viewers who reached out to me um, um, on my social media, uh, text me privately or told um, my husband, here are the ums, that uh, I really appreciate everyone who watched. I was so scared and I'm scared again, but it's a fun scared, right? If it doesn't scare you, then it's not gonna move you. So let's get this show started. Today, it's gonna be a fun, filled, packed episode of me talking to one of my besties and talking to our good friend, Coach Warmack from the Sports Hit List. Uh, let's see, how was everyone's weekend? Um. I, you know what I should give up for Lent? The word, um, this past weekend was Valentine's Day weekend. I'm not wearing red for that reason. My mom said, you look really good last week, wear red. So this is for you, mom. Uh, I had a great Valentine's Day weekend. My husband and I, we went to the Poconos. Uh, we went to Mount Airy Casino in Pennsylvania, we had a good time, but we've also realized that we are old as F because we got there and we were so hungry and we just wanted to like eat and drink, started drinking in the room where we, and then we went to eat and we were drinking and mixing, which we should have learned by college, you know, time that you stopped doing that. But we had such a good time that on Valentine's day, we went to bed. Yeah, we passed out. And then woke up in the morning laughing at ourselves and we just did a redo, but we definitely cannot hang. But it was a great weekend. It was um, like COVID fatigue. I know people are starting to say that and I didn't get it, but I, but I totally get it now. Like me, and, it's just me and my husband. We don't have kids. It's just us. We don't have a dog. We don't have a cat. We don't have a parrot. We don't have anything. And we're very thankful we live in a two bedroom nice little apartment that we have here but I'm tired of him like I'm tired of him you know he wakes up and he's like you're gonna get up obviously uh, we both got a job here we know we're working from home and it's like breakfast lunch dinner and I can only imagine first of all let me I can only imagine people who have kids that it's even more because you have to, you know, help little children and feed them and everything. But it's worse when it's a grown man. Like I'm trying to tell you, it's worse. So we needed this weekend to like, well, I needed this weekend so I wouldn't have to do anything. I could just relax and it was a good time. And when we came back, we were like, shouldn't we stay longer? But doesn't that happen every time you go away? You're like, Shouldn't we have stayed a little bit longer? And then we come back to hearing about Texas and I, I'm devastated. I'm watching a lot of the videos on social media and it just breaks my heart. And people are really upset at Senator Ted Cruz. And I'm like, why are you even shocked? Um, hello, do you know who he is? Uh, my heart is breaking. I like I said, I saw videos of people putting their food outside in the like in the snow so that it can stay um, frozen. And then I'm like, well, where are they cooking it? Like when we had Hurricane Sandy, correct me if I'm wrong. My husband and I, we were able to go from like my mom's house to my sister's house to my cousin's house. But like if everyone in the same area or your friends or family are going through the same thing, it's like you really have nowhere to go. And also due to COVID, it's just times like it's just so sad so if you follow me on instagram if you don't follow me my name is devstar underscore b and after this show is done to tomorrow or more to um later on this weekend i want to find some organizations where we can donate and give anything that we can to the people who are unfortunately going through this you know people losing their houses and before it was like due to foreclosure but now it's like their houses are icicles or the floods. And it's just so, we, be appreciative. If anything, 2020, 
taught me was I'm a survivor of everything that I went through, um, that I made it here. It's fantastic. So all we can do is try to help others get in that same mindset. So like I said, follow me at Deb, Deb star underscore B and let's see what we can do as a group to give back to Texas and those who are in need. And then speaking of snow day, here we are in New York City, New Jersey, and it's like never ending snow. And when I was a kid, I was like, like, you know, when you you're at home and you're like texting the friends, like, well, we didn't have phone phones to text. So calling each other or um, maybe when you're in high school, in college and even at work, you're like sitting by your phones like, oh, I'm going to order this. I'm going to eat this. And I remember one snow day was so bad. I was like, I don't want to stay home trapped. I drove my little uh, Toyota Camry to my my boyfriend's house, who's my husband now. And I was like, yo, if we're going to be stuck, let's just be stuck and eat everything together. Now, you can't even do that because of COVID. Like your, your boyfriend's family would be like, uh-uh, she ain't coming up in here. Sorry, social distance. Or how about every job? and every school is open. Like things have just been ripped away from us. I'm, I work in my living room and it faces the window. So I have to see it. And I'm just like, I can't, I can't stand it. I wanna be in the bed binge watching Grey's Anatomy, you know? Oh, things that we took for granted, it's just so upsetting. Another thing that we take for granted is being able to do what we want during Lent. If you're Catholic, it's 40 days and 40 nights that Jesus, I believe, stopped drinking and stopped eating. I could never do that. That's like an intense um, diet. But I decided to give up using my phone after 8 p.m. for Lent. So anytime you try to call me or text me and I don't pick up. It's not that I'm ignoring you. If it's not an emergency, I just not going to pick up. I find as an individual and a lot of my peers can maybe agree or won't that we spend a lot of time on our phone, especially doing nothing like just scrolling on social media to see what everyone else is doing and judging them. Or you go and look for before and after on Pinterest at eight o'clock and next thing you know, it's 10 o'clock and you have a whole house saved but you don't even have deposit down for the house like or I play a lot of games on my phone like solitaire and free cell and I'll just be up playing and at first I thought oh no this is really good for me because when you get older it's good to like they say for you to keep doing things with numbers to keep your mind going but when the phone falls on your head that's when you know it's like bro it's time to go to bed but I wouldn't I would just like and go back. So I'm giving up being on my phone after 8 p.m. Uh, and it's going to be hard. Like last night when I was trying to text my friends about Real Housewives, I couldn't because that's when Lent started. Um, so I want to know what you're giving up. If you're watching this, write down in the comments what you gave up for Lent. I uh, don't know what my family is giving up because they really suck at this. Uh, so I told them to give up the phones with me, but they refused. So what are you going to do? I am going to share with you, like I did last week, this is Black History Month, and I want to give a little spotlight to my Haitian sister, Naomi Oskaka. She has won um, a title against Sierra, uh, Sierra Williams. This is her second time. I know, I'm sorry, I know that when she won her first title, it was um, when she won the first time against Miss Williams, like she did again, she won and she took a private plane to Haiti and on the plane, she was eating <laughs> legume. That's like one of my favorite, favorite Haitian foods of all time. So I just want to give a, a shout out to her, you know, just like the Williams sister, their father really was the, the person who led them and encouraged them and helped them get where they are. And look where she is now at such a young age that 
and I saw the press of, of Sharina crying that she lost the second time and it could be devastating. You know, there's winners and losers. That's just how sports works. But especially when you've been held at a such a high standard and then someone, I guess, younger comes in and, and just dominates you two times in a row. Like the first time she was like, go girl. All right, I got you. This time she she couldn't hold it together. And it's probably more because she's a mother and she probably wants to show her daughter who she's also now training her daughter to be in um, pro tennis. But I just want to say, you know, shout out to my girl, Naomi. That's such a pretty name as well. And for my Haitians, you know, we, we doing it. We, do, we could do everything. I can only imagine what a Haitian tennis coach is like because just Haitians in general are crazy and I'm going to talk a little bit about that with my guest who should be arriving soon her name is um Pascal Wanch oh you know another thing I did for Valentine's Day weekend I'm so sorry we had a Galentine's Day dinner and it was such a good time we went to this new Black-owned restaurant in Limbrook called Prime the food was all right. The drinks were amazing, amazing. Like they come up with drinks that you never even thought of. And every title of a drink was after like a, well, most of them were after like a black singer. And um, it was really good. The drinks were, were popping. So we did that for Galentine's Day. And you know what I love about Galentine's Day is that it's for, you to celebrate your girls because before you had your husband your boyfriend you had your girls those were the people that you called on and you talked to and you you know you have you you get the vibes with so those are like our first our first loves I want to say and um I want to know what you guys did I bet it was much different this year due to COVID but like I said before we need to celebrate every single day because we never know what is tomorrow going to lead? So coming up is one of my friends who I went to the Galentine's dinner with, Pascal Wanch. She is everything and more when it comes to female empowerment. And I can't wait for you guys to, to talk to her To Well, I'm talking, but you're talking with me. Like we're one, you know what I'm saying? And to, to get where she's coming from, and when me and her are together, it's just like a cha cha chi chi. And I just can't wait. So here's Pascal Wanch. She's now joining us. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, how you doing? I wore red. I listened to my mama. Ooh, hey, mama. Thanks. I like what you're wearing. I feel it. It's a little matchy match i see i see coordination <laughs> is key apparently you no know, i was just saying that we had a great galentine's day and um that when i talk to you oh my god you know i'm a crier whenever i hang out with you it's always a good time thank you and I um what many people may not know about you is that um you do what you want and I, I find that very empowering. So I wanted to have you on the show to kind of talk about being in our 30s. I'm in my older 30s. I mean, I'm just old, like just 35. I'm not like, you know. Okay. And you are in your younger 30s, but you're not just 30 either. So you got, you know. And um, I just want us to vibe and talk about how hard it is to be a Black female in our 30s with such the stigma of what we're supposed to do and what we're supposed to be like and how we kind of both do what we want, but also with the Haitian family, because it's very hard to have your, to have your voice with our family. Yeah, I totally, totally get where you're coming from with that. So I just want to say thank you for inviting me because I really, Oh, girl. Well, you know, I think that even just having the invitation means that you think highly of my opinion. Um, and that just really makes me smile. So thank you. Are you smiling? Or are you smizing like Tyra Banks? Oh, it's definitely both, right? Okay. All right, girl. I'll give it to you. <laughs> All right. Well, first, before we begin, tell me a little bit about yourself. 
Sure. So hi to the world. I'm Pascal Wansh. Um, I have I'm 30 something, you know, I don't know if the 30s count because it was in the quarantine, but it is what it is. Um, I, you know, do you want, do you want the, the romantic version or do you want the resume version? This is not a speed dating show. So, mm -hmm. and it's not okay. a job interview. So like, like right in between like in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Give me. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I'm from New York. I'm a Haitian American descent, first generation. And that, and family really is important to me. Um, I've done a lot of different things in my career. Um, I went to school at SUNY Albany and Georgetown University. And I worked at major hospital systems and for a medical device company. Uh, currently I'm consulting and I actually have my own little mind body bakes little, um, well, it's not little, like I think. So I've been making some Haitian cakes. So for all you Haitian cake lovers, come here, come hither. And um, yeah, that's pretty much me. I, I read a lot and I expect a lot out of my friends. And um, I asked for a cake today and I was denied. I mean, I have a frozen cake, but you're like, I don't know, in the snow. Is it my <laughs> wedding? I, I want to... No, you never, you never want a little piece of cake and you don't want to have to make it. So you make a little extra the first time, save it up. Be like, hey, honey, I'm home. Pop, pop in the oven. No. Well, welcome to my, my husband. <laughs> you know what I have done though? Yeah. I'll, if I make a cake or buy one, I sometimes microwave it to get a little bit warm. Like the feeling when you first take it out the, like mm -hmm. I love it when it's hot. Mm -hmm to get the hot and then the steam is just- Yes, and then you put yeah. a little icing on it. Mm -hmm. You right. know? And make it your own, exactly. You know, all right, all right, let's, for all the foodies <laughs> out there, try it. I'm telling you, it tastes really good. It's like a Cinnabon, but a cake. Mm, gotta love a Cinnabon. All right, first things first, how are you surviving living at home during this pandemic? Like I just said, it's amazing, but, <laughs> How, how are you? I have someone who's so easy to live with, mm -hmm. but how is it for you? And I know there's multiple people that I know that also live at home still. Right. So uh, I think it's interesting that you say the word surviving, right? Because like, <laughs> it sounds like we're in death con five, like stop the press. Because at first it was easy, but now we have to be real. It's like, you just trying to survive staying in these closed corners. Mm -hmm. with the people in your household right well uh, just to give the audience a backdrop I live with my father in my family home and um, honestly it's not hard at all because the same things that were happening before the pandemic are still happening now right like we still have different schedules um, he's more of a night owl and I'm not um, he still you know goes and does his thing with his friends and I have the freedom to do my own thing I think living at home is an issue when you guys don't have a routine or when you guys don't have your own spaces, right? Like if I didn't have my studio or my room, I don't know what I'd do. If he didn't have the, his man cave, he wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. Uh, and we also, we also already have established roles, right? Like there's somebody who washes the dishes and there's someone who does the laundry. That, that, that hasn't really changed. So for me, um, I don't really feel like it's surviving. It's really like at work when I'm surviving because I'm like, now I have a new normal versus maintaining my normal. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. 100. So living at home is easy peasy. How's I mean, not easy peasy, but it's, you know, the same, it's the same stressors that was there before. Um, I mean, I think living at home in general um, as a 30 something year old, who is not in a committed relationship, it's kind of hard for my father to actually experience, right? He's like, oh, yeah. you're dating, let me meet him. No. What do you mean? You're dating. Exactly. Like, right, it's not my boyfriend. I'm right. seeing what's out there. Right, so, you know. Especially when uh, Haitians can be so judgmental. Oh, that's all they wanna do. That's why they're asking the question. Yeah. No, if he's short or not, you know? <laughs> <laughs> what oh, his credit score looked like right oh yeah like oh yeah his credit score is one point higher than mine nah, not enough oh my god okay then. <laughs> so how is dating in this pandemic um you know actually dating has been very dynamic in the pandemic and i'll tell you why 
communication systems that people have are really exaggerated right now, right? Like if you're a texter, all you do is text, right? If you're a phone caller, all you do is phone call. Voice notes, what app you like to use, all of that stuff. Like I can tell immediately what kind of person you are. Whereas before, like you kind of like, or at least in my experience, you kind of like did whatever the other person seemed to be more interested in or responding more to. Yeah. And you like try to quickly create a date, right? Like, all right, let's just get the first thing out the way before, so I can find out if you smell or something. Yes. Yeah. So, but now, like, the first date isn't necessarily, you know, the next day, because, like, there's a whole pandemic going on, and I don't know, no one wants to be sick or sicker, so. Right. Like, when people tell me they have a boy, like, they just got a boyfriend or girlfriend during the pandemic, I'm like, how? Because I would be freaked out, like, are you going to take a COVID test before we go on a date? Like, are you quarantining before we go on a date? Mm-hmm. Are we going to be six feet apart? So like for you to be like, oh, I got a girl. I'm like, wow. But you know, the other thing is though, like people are just more serious now that there's a pandemic. Like a lot of the- Like let's not, let's not cut this and let's go straight to what you want. Right. So like people are, I think are asking better questions or like actually diving deep into what their responses might be. I don't think- uh, before the pandemic, I used to talk about love languages as much with men. And now every man is like, yeah, I know my love language. I'm like, that's very true. What is your love language? Oh, I'm a combination. So um, of all five pre- pre-pandemic, and I believe love language is like a dynamic thing that just kind of flows in and out. Um, I was, it was definitely physical touch. Like I was just like, oh no, we need quality time and physical touch right there with it. But I think I've become more of a words of affirmation and active service person, which is so interesting because I think it just is following the mold of the times, right? Because an active service virtually can happen, right? If I say I'm hungry and you door dash me something, well, right? You like me. I'm definitely acts of service. Yeah, agree. It's it's just really interesting because also. Um, even hearing people different interpretations of love language, if they don't know what it means, they're like, oh, my love language is food. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that wasn't exactly what I was looking for. That may be a service. It's a, exactly, but it's a lot of information, right? And yeah. So, um, I mean, if, if we're going to do that, I'm like, food too. Right. So, so don't sit here and think you're going to clean and I'll be like, yes. I want, I want the pancakes and the waffles. Okay, chicken and biscuits. <laughs> so I don't know how many dating apps are you on, and I'm not on any. But if I was, what would you, or for someone who's looking to get on them, what would you say is the worst app and what's the best? Mm. So, like, the first question I would ask is, like, what are you looking for? Right. Cause, like, right. Cause Tinder there's different is, apps for different reasons. Right. So, Tinder is supreme, right? Like, if you want to sleep with someone, I'm sure. You can still, or you can get drugs on Tinder. Like anything you want on Tinder is possible. So, and it's still the number one, number one, like thing or dating app, right? Like if you talk Hold about- Hold on, let me write that down. No, <laughs> like when I you want- talk about like the major a- apps out there, like, you know, like if you say, oh, I want to Xerox something, it's a, fo- it's, you're saying you want a photocopy, right? But you're still using yeah. the name of Xerox. Like that's what I think Tinder is. But if you're looking for like, let's say- um, Email. What a professional title. Ooh, ooh, an email with a professional title. Then I would definitely use like a paid service, like OkCupid or um, what's that other one? Match.com. Those typically have like more professional people, people who are like looking for something serious and who are actually putting in the money to do it, right? Like when you put your money yeah. out this. Like, exactly. Yeah. eHarmony. Christian Mingle. Right. I mean, I wouldn't do Christian Mingle, but. Oh, I'm just saying. I heard it's not that Christian and Christian Mingle. Hey! Okay. Okay. A lady in the streets. A lady in the street, but a freak in the shades. I was going to say lady in the streets and a Jesus in the sheets. (laughs) I know a lot of people also use Bumble. Yeah. So Bumble is not a paid service. I think they have like a paid option, but Like having paid option isn't a paid service to me, right? Because everyone ha- put a little service in there. Like, oh, do you want to do as many likes as you want? Pay five five ninety nine now. And right. 
okay, I'll just wait. So like in terms of like purely apps, it doesn't even really have like a website. There's Bumble, there's Hinge. Bumble is um, primarily if you want like the woman to initiate everything. And so right, I, a little Bumble. bit safer, a little bit safer. Right. And I know that Bumble also has things for like friends. Like if you just want to meet like a new girlfriend, you know, well, like all of the apps are like that, right? Right. Oh, like, I, I don't know. Okay. Well, you could choose um, your like your uh, quote unquote gender preference, right? Like yeah. I don't be exclusive of anyone, but it's usually male or female. Um, some of them have like an X or an intersex, but it's generally male or female. Um, and so you can choose. You could just say to someone, "Hey, I'm looking for a friend, and you look cool." You know, like that's an option. I've seen that, but you can also do that on a gaming website. You know? Now, do you think that if you met someone that you really clicked with and it was like three or four months into the relationship, being uh, like, especially my family, your family, other Haitian, do you think they would be acceptive to like, I met Bobby through Bumble? Or do you think they're still in the mindset that they want to hear like, I met Bobby through work? Because like back in the day, you couldn't even say I met him at a club. Like a club? <laughs> what? Well, honestly, I don't really think they understand, like the older generations really understand what meeting on an app is, right? They'll right. Be like, Humble, I heard of that place. Did you? Yeah. I, they, I think honestly, they're more concerned about his profession, right? Like, well, for me, it's a his. Like, oh, like, okay, you met him on the app. Okay, what does he do? And yeah. then- he's referenced as his profession the entire time I'll ever talk about him. Oh, what about that nice doctor you used to date? Okay, he has a PhD, he's not a doctor, but we'll go with that. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what matters, you know? In Haitian community, you gotta be a doctor, a lawyer, engineer. An engineer. Now they're taking, oh, a nurse. Now they're taking a little bit of the, the teacher. They're, they're accepting I think they're accepting it because they know that it's a job that's going to have like a good benefit. Stability, yes. Like they're like, oh, he get tenured. Oh, his yeah. will be good. Maybe there's a pension. Like, right. you know, city job yes. isn't that bad anymore. But 100%. That's contingent upon what your job is, right? Because let's say you're dating, let's say a teacher, right? And then they think that you're not going anywhere. They're like, oh, that's not enough. Like, who's going to support you and the kids? Versus oh, you're dating a teacher and you know, you're doing all for yourself. You're independent. You can support yourself. Okay. And it's okay. Right. And so that goes to my next question is, okay, so I'm 35 and I'm married and my family, when I married, Carl was like, oh my God, yes, you found a good one. And it's like, thanks. I mean, he chased me, but you know, whatever. But now it's like, all right, where is the baby? Where's the baby? So it's like, you first they're like, where's your boyfriend? You get the boyfriend. When are you getting married? You getting you get engaged. When you get engaged, you get engaged. You get engaged. When are you getting married? You got married. Then the next thing is, okay, where's the house? You get the house. Where's the kid? You get the kid. Where's the next kid? You get the next kid. When you're getting an upgrade of your car, it's like, damn, what when is it good enough? Like, right. No, when I do you feel, and I don't know for you, there are days that I feel that pressure. And there are days where I have to be like, you need to fall back. Mm. When did you feel like you started getting that pressure? Um, two years ago. I think they were like, all right, yeah, I've been married for three years. It's it's cool. No, maybe a year. Maybe a year. Maybe a year after being married, I mean. So oh, like for four yeah. years. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's the point now when um, last week, my mother-in-law and I, she told me it's Notre Dame's day say your prayers and the prayer was please give my mother-in-law a baby <laughs> i'm like oh i thought you said like pray for things you want in your life she's like yeah pray That's and i'm like here i am like oh i want a new car i want the house like we're looking for a house i want i want a free britney have a baby okay you know or and i also think they're not they're our parents are very new to it but not new mm -hmm. that they're you don't sneeze anymore and get a boyfriend you don't right. sneeze anymore and just end up pregnant with the house it's harder now right oh and yeah. also maybe goals like you may say i want this i mean for myself when i turn 30 i'm like i want this this and that mm 
-hmm. before I even think about having a child. Yeah. And to them, they're like, what do you mean? You know, it's so funny. They raised us like that. Yes. They really raised us to have one thing after another, after another, when they did everything at once or like, you know, whatever, they put the cart before the horse. Yeah. And now they're like, wait, why are you doing what I told you to do? Yeah. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, it's funny. Um, You know, I've been a part of your, you know, relationship with Carl on the sidebar, um, side, side. Line? Yeah, you could say you call it you you're his side chick. Go ahead. No, 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 no. <laughs> Y'all relationship I, with the Haitian music makes you his side chick. No, I mean I've been watching you and Carl in your relationship for the first entirety, right? Yes. We're getting married. Um, they all looked at me like, so when are you gonna find yourself a Carl? I was like, oh what? They were like, Debbie found a Haitian man. That's that and was the like, dream. <laughs> I was like, what? They're like, he likes music. He, he dances with us. He eats with us. Like, when are you going to find your Carl? And I was like, hmm, who knew someone else's happiness could be my destruction? Oh. <laughs> I apologize. I get it all the time. So don't worry. Don't yeah. even, he's the best thing that ever happened to us. Like, hello. Right. Like our top liver. Yeah. I'm here too. Yeah. But, um, you know, I just, I really love your relationship. And I think that them seeing like people who I care about, like move on and progress until like marriage is like stressful for them. Right. Um, And for me, like right now, the pressure really isn't even about like getting a boyfriend. They just want me married. Right. They're like, skip that whole step. Right. They're like, oh, you're professional. You're smart. You're a young girl. What's up? And the funny thing is, it's not really my dad who pressures me. Um, it's the woman. I, yeah. Yeah, exactly. of course. And it's so funny because my dad, he'll sit there and be like, yeah, I want grandbabies. But he would never bring up the topic. He's right. just watching and waiting for my period to end. Like, well, that's like my, my, my father-in-law. He never says anything, but I know he's like, what's good? Right. You know? Oh, one time I was dating this guy and I was like, oh my God, I think I'm dating a little of my father. And my dad was like, really? <laughs> Tell me more. Tell me more. He compots, like the Haitian dance, like he dances, yeah. he does this, he does that. I was like, I mean, I don't know, but you guys have the same name and same height. And it feels very, it feels very like inappropriate that I'm dating someone that might be your little twin. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also feel like it's a Haitian community that puts this kind of pressure on us. But it's also now social media combined. Mm. Like you're in the stage where all you see is maybe your friends getting engaged and married and maybe getting a house. And I'm in the stage of all I see is my friends getting a house and having children. So you may be pleasantly surprised with your like your vibe, you, what you're doing in life. But then you go on and you see that and you just instantly become like, damn, what am I doing wrong? Was I supposed to take step one, two, three, or should I have done five, six, seven? Mm. You know, I definitely hear what you're saying. I think uh, I've actually been through the whole, everyone's getting married, everyone's having a baby, everyone's getting a house or whatever, um, like moving on to that quote unquote next step. I've been through this stage like three or four times by now, because every time I did a significant thing in my life, the people who did it with me ended up doing to that, that next step. So like after high school, everyone had a baby. I was like, oh my God. After college, everyone got married and then had a yeah. baby. And then, um, so social media doesn't even really influence me like that anymore because one, I'm now desensitized to people. That's so good. Life. And then two, when I talk to them in real life, they have all Some of them are not happy. It's just a, yeah. oh, it's a, it's a fake. Yes. And that's a good thing that you just said. We have to start realizing some people post when they're happy and then if they fall off the grid, it may not be because they're depressed. They just have a lot going on with them. But then yeah. there's some people who literally get dressed and pose and then take off their clothes and cry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you just never know. Yeah. And I try to explain that to my family, but they don't care. Um, I also feel like men don't get it as bad as women do. They don't. Like, oh, you should have done this and this. Their job is like, yeah, get a wife and then to just provide or let like mommy take care of you until you find the woman who can 
do that for you as well. Yeah. Oh, I definitely agree. But I also think it's because men can realistically have kids until they're 60. Right. right. We have people in our own family and friends that of ours who have like, I don't know, uncles younger than them. Yeah. You know? Or, or like their parents are dating someone that's like maybe two years older than them or two years younger. Yeah. So for men, it's like, okay, you had your third wife. Okay. No problem. Right. But me like deciding to like make a choice about who I want to date or spend my life with is like, I'm Morticia. I'm like the decrepit woman who nobody wants. And I'm like, that's actually not true. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they only see what they want to see because they're now at the age where they believe that being stubborn is a right, right? Like I'm old, I don't, I'm an old dog. I don't learn new tricks and all this other stuff. And I'm like, you learn how to use your phone when you want to use it. Right. So. As I said before, when I introduced you and when you stepped into the, the room, I feel like you, to others, you may come off who don't know you or care too much that you kind of come off as a girl like, I don't give a F. Not, not to be mean, that's just your vibe. Like, really, like, that's what you care about? I don't care. To me, that's empowering. Or you are so a kind of girl that's like, oh, if he can do it, I'm going to do it too. And then I'm going to do it better. <laughs> there, and That's just who you are. And some people may be like, what? Like the name, you know, like, they're like, what the hell does she just do to me? Or why did she just say that to me? And then when I'm talking to her, she doesn't even have emotion. It's not that you don't have emotion. It's like, I think you're very controlled on what to express emotions for. And some people may not like that, but I do. Why, what can you say to some people who want that kind of, who want to be like that? Like not to let what other people say about them to them, intimidate them or, you know, like you just don't give it up. <laughs> um, I think you're kind of alluding to like my aloofness sometimes. Like I'm just like, all right. So if that's really what you want to do, cool, right? Like literally, I I feel like that's the part of me that people are like, she doesn't give a fuck. Like what? How is that possible? Um, because I think primarily because I really know what I want. Like I really know what's important to me, and what's not important to me is whatever that you're exactly that you're not focused on like I mean to give a small example um I remember one time someone was like oh my god are you okay we were just in there and you weren't talking at all and I'm like the subject matter was absolutely stupid like it was idiotic yeah. and I don't want to be rude and tell someone that I don't need to hear this but I'm not going to respond and encourage further conversation that doesn't make sense either my new thing for 2021 is I'm disengaging. Mm, okay. If it doesn't, I'm not going to do something to please you. I'm disengaging. Yeah. But you know what disengaging means? That you're holding steadfast in the other things that you want, right? Like I'm letting go of this because I'm still holding on to this. And well, I'm no, for me, it means whatever you have in your mind of me, your notion or whatever drama you want to bring, or I'm disengaging. I'm not going to be part of it. I don't want to mess up my vibes. It's right. 2021. Yeah. And this is the year of the ox, Chinese new year. Okay. And this is my year. So I'm disengaging. Mm -hmm. I have to wrap this up, but I can talk to you all day. Okay. I always ask my guests one question. Sure. And for you, it would be if I feel like you're, you were, you really have like a way with your words and your, and your aura, if you could be a self ment if you know, if you can have someone be your self mentor, like a guru, who would it be? Um, I think I would choose Eartha Kitt, um, because she was really a free thinker and that's the type of stuff that I want in my life, right? Like I want to empower or like re-energize that ideal right because I can yeah. like everyone else but I choose not to like I'm very intentional about that and you know with, with even like my outfits you're like oh my god Pascal you're so extra right but that's because ladies and gentlemen I know we have to wrap this up but I have to say this quickly Oprah <laughs> we went on my yes you brought it up we went on my bachelorette so, party and I told everyone be casual like wear this on this day and this day Pascal had three to four outfit changes a day in heels one day she looked like she was Oprah with like getting food from 
her um, garden. The next moment she was going on a date. Like we were like, wait, but what's going on in between? Right, right. And well, that is you. I When we go somewhere, I have to text her. What What is your vibe that you're bringing? Like you and Coralie are the same. Like I have to text y'all both like, are we going to prom or are we going to the movie theaters? Like which one are we going to, to eat a bagel? So, I mean, don't you love prom? No, I no. didn't love prom because really? I, didn't I thought you went like, oh, he's, you know. Okay, okay. High school romance. Yeah, I didn't get to go with Carl, so <laughs> my prom was, date was amazing. But Pascal, oh. I want to thank you so much for joining me on the B show. I hope to have you back again thank once you you get your man and you tell everybody. Well, I all of the people who doubted me, you know what I'm saying? He, he might be here. He, he might, I might have received a few text messages while you're on the call. So. Okay. And you know what? Even if you don't, maybe, you know, for other women who are in their 30s who may feel how you feel, this is a prime example of empowering yourself, taking the steps you need to, to benefit your life. And you definitely do what you want to do. Like you, you don't follow the Yellow Brook Road. You follow the Pascal Road. <laughs> You know, everyone uses my name as a verb and an adjective, and I would love to know what that actually would translate to in English. Well, you know, I got a couple for you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's an offline conversation. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, um, thank you so much. Pascal is not on Instagram because she gave that up for Lent. Yeah. But um, if you would like to um, talk to her or get any advice or just become a sister friend, feel free to write in the comments below or to um, DM me and I will pass over the message. Well, my Instagram is still active at lovepass, L-U-V-P-A-S. And, um, you know, I will have somebody else checking my Instagram. Pascal, goodbye. So. You, Lent means give it up. I, I mean, you can't it, have it, someone else you can't check funnel people to my page and then- No, 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 that means for 40 days, you give it up. And when you come back, you see everything you missed. You'll you can't have somebody go on, on and tell you what you missed. On her page, looking for me. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Love you. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> All right, we are now waiting for Jamal. Pascal Walsh <laughs> is leaving the scene. Well, it doesn't even smell bad. But, okay, can we let me smell? Deb. Yes, sir. Can you see me? Am I too? Is it too dark, or is it alright? Well, you know, well, you, know you you do things for the sport hit list, right? And you guys always do this effery with your background. So, what do I expect? <laughs> I mean, what? Where are we? Are we on like? Well, this is. I like to pay homage to some of the places I've lived when I go on. So this is. This is actually Reggio Calabria, Italy, where I lived for three years. All right, you don't got to brag about it. No, nah, I'm just saying, you know, sometimes I got to give people love, try and get the demographics up, you know? You speak some, Italian? A little bit. I can understand it way better than speaking. All right, give us, give us two words. Ciao, Bella. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> so annoying. Dismiss. Arrivederci. Arrivederci. <laughs> uh, I got one for you. A pizza. Uh, a piece of mozzarella. <laughs> well, thank you for joining me. I'm sorry I had you wait. See, this is what I mean. <laughs> now we got, we got the dog. Got dog. The dog try to make an appearance. She knows how she's Hollywood. She knows. Let me Hollywood. write your she name down ghetto. on the list for never coming back on my show. This is the ghetto, honey. <laughs> well, first, to those right. who may not know you, please introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Jamal Womack. Uh, I have the pleasure of knowing Deb through her husband, Carl Coulant, who went to school with me at St. Francis College. Brooklyn. And Deb also used to, uh, she was the creative director. Um, I'm, I'm not, was. No, we don't have the, we don't have the studio show. That's why. Until okay, we get back. but I do yeah. try to tell Carl a few things that he don't listen to me. I, I'm sure you, you try and warn him on a lot of things. I'm sure <laughs> on that one. I'm positive. But yeah, Deb still is, but we saw each other a lot more frequently when we had the show in studio. So, you know, I've known Deb for some time. I jazzed you guys time. up a little bit and it made it look a little nice. I make it look yes. nice. Yes, you do. You make, you make sure we have the right colors. Everybody was seated in the right area for the lighting. 
you held it down. You definitely held it down. I'm like, thank you. And you hold Carl down on his on his show, the sports hit list. Yes, so this is my time where we talk a little sports. And if you don't know, I know absolutely nothing about everything. Okay, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So if I'm wrong on something, we just gonna keep it going. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna just keep it rolling. Cause to me, I'm like, you sound amazing. But then it. I'll have someone over my ear like, no, no, no. <laughs> and like right here, let's talking in. So first thing first is the Lakers lost Anthony Davis. Yeah. Do you think that they should be worried about them making to the playoffs? Nah, they're, they're, they're going to be a playoff team. When you got, you know, LeBron James, practically one of the top three players, if not the best player in the NBA right now. He's playing like Tom Brady. You know, he's he's out there to prove a point with his. He know, did he, say he that he season. wishes that he can be Tom Brady. So, you know, that put a, LeBron is one of those guys that any little edge he sees from anything, he'll take it just to add to it because he's just that kind of competitor. He wants to have something else pushing him. So they'll make the playoffs. Uh, they need to rest Anthony Davis. You need him for, for the playoffs. You're not going to win a championship without Anthony Davis. Yeah. You will make the playoffs, but they need him for the championship. So maybe he'll get his team, eyebrows done in between. I'm sorry. He should, but he, you know, he said he would never do that. Right. He, they actually asked him about that when he came out of college. Yes. And he said he would never right, cut it Because eyebrows. now it's his signature. Yeah. I hope he's making money off of it though. At least, at least. <laughs> well, LeBron also did say that I heard today that he's interested in coming up with uh, an album. He cannot sing, he cannot rap, but he wants to be like a DJ Khaled, you know, put people together, come up with the beat. Listen, we know this. I don't know if he has an ear for that type of thing, but one thing about celebrities is other celebrities are in your circle. So it's easy exactly. for him to get some of the top artists in every area say we're going to make a compilation album and i want to you know executive produce it and be a part of it you know so he can get it done but um i don't know how great his uh his air is <laughs> in terms of music i have to he has to prove that to me now back to the lakers do you think that with um anthony davis being out for a little bit they should look into blake griffin i mean even if he wasn't out you you, you look into blake griffin i mean you can never have enough horses for the playoffs you know and blake griffin as, is a powerhouse He's a powerhouse. He, he's, he's shooting. He's shooting the ball better now that he's you know, lost a little bit of that athleticism. But he's a smart player. He's a professional. He can give you 15 to 20 minutes. If Montres Harrell, who's their backup um, center and power forward, gets injured, or if Anthony Davis gets injured again or needs to rest in yeah. the playoffs, you've got someone who has a lot of experience. So they could definitely got to look into him. So there's been a lot of controversy going up about the All-Star weekend. Um, you know, the mayor, um, Keisha, feels like everyone needs to be clear. This is not going to be a fan base where people fly down like they usually do in celebrities. It's going to be mostly you watch at home on TV. Do you think that's a good idea or we should fly out people like we did for the Tampa Bay? Listen, I know Mayor Keisha is trying to, you know, say all the right things. She you knows she has the spotlight on her and her city. But half of my family lives in Atlanta. And it's crazy already. I mean, there's yes. parties every weekend. All the time. The strip club Tory. is making money. We the saw wings are being out. popped. Popped, right? Yeah, you know that who, who, somebody got in trouble for that during the season. It was uh, in, um, getting, getting some wings from the strip club in, uh, yeah. I think it was in Atlanta. So Atlanta's already is already open. So see, to, this to will me, make I, it I, worse. It will make it worse. And, and you would get people who would probably like, if Atlanta's open, but people from Atlanta are there, it's different than people coming from all over the country and then going and possibly spreading the virus to their communities where they go live. So I understand the precautions that she's making. Um, it's not gonna stop people from going down there. People will be going down there to Atlanta. People will go anywhere, any excuse yeah, to leave and they'll have state. a party and uh, maybe in a private house or watch the game privately. Mm -hmm. I yeah. mean, even some arenas are opening up now 2,000 to 4,000 fans now. So, yeah. you know, we're slowly moving in the right direction. So she had to say the right things politically, but let's understand, Atlanta, Atlanta's been bugging out for a while now. So uh, yeah, it's just a I little feel late a little that. bad that we can't have an all-star weekend. I mean, think of all the girls, like this is their season, you know, to fly out with the, you know, stay in the motel and find them a basketball player, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, it's their time. It's, I mean, it's this definitely is the time, time where you, you, know, you secure the bag and like, you know, what's gonna happen. It's also the time for anybody six seven who's not in the NBA to front and act like they're in the NBA because some you know, of these girls they don't know who you are. 
this is the time for people who never get to play one time, but they're on the bench to be like, yo, I played for the Celtics. What, when, when do you play? During practice. <laughs> like, <laughs> and everything oh, is being see? taken from them. Yo, for real, this is a time to shine because there's so many people. No one is going to really Google you like that. You know, it's a lot of moving parts. So, um, but really, really what I really all jokes aside, what I feel for is not only the fans, but this is a time also that's special for the players when they get to have their families there. Right. And, and that that's those memories of the players having to go there without their families because they're working and their families can't be a part of this weekend, which is usually the best weekend to like bring your kid to work weekend pretty yeah. much in the NBA. So that's who I feel bad for. But um, the girls that have another opportunity, they'll, they'll be good. They got summer <laughs> league in Vegas. When the summer league gets again in Vegas, they can go out there. <laughs> um, I know you have to have to have heard of Mr. Green's rant. Um, yes. It was pretty bad. He's a little, They some say he's salty. What do you think? Of course he's salty. Something but, but... he wasn't even necessary. Like he should have just kept his mouth shut, but freedom of speech, right? Yeah, and I think, you know, I always say this, two things can be right at the same time. So you can be salty, but you can be right in your saltfulness. You know, Draymond Green was salty. Was You know, it wasn't really his situation, but I think Draymond Green, he's one of those guys that doesn't care if it's about him. If he feels like he has an opinion, just like every sports writer has their opinion, his deserves to be heard as well. And I think he made great points. I've talked it over before, you know, Owners do the same thing. When they want to trade you, they trade you. You know, they'll talk about trading you. They'll pull yeah. you out of the game five minutes. Some don't even talk. You just find out. Exactly. I I forgot. Some one player said that they 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 found out in the locker room, or right. or they found. Excuse me. Somebody found out. Uh, Boogie Cousins found out in an interview at the All Star game that he was being traded from the Sacramento Kings, and had no idea. So oh, Sacramento Kings. Yeah, so God bless them. Yeah, God, oh yeah, they got cheated. They got cheated when Webber that was, was the worst year ever in history against the Lakers. Yep. I stood up. See, I even know I stood up all night and I cried. Oh man, Chris, I was well, so devastated because they were supposed. Okay, anyway, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean to take you back to that. It's to all that, right. To that it's okay. dark place. Oh man, but yeah. So I think he he had a voice. I think he had a, he had a a good point of view. I think. Players should be allowed to to air out their grievances, and if they want to get traded, they should be able to say that. But also, uh, if you're not traded as a player, be professional and go to practice, go to games, and do what you're being and paid show for. Up. Yeah, and show up. You but have a job. Just like if you worked in corporate America, you work in a bank, you work as a teacher, you can't just be like, "Well, I don't want to be here, so I'm not going to show up." All right, mm -hmm. don't show up, you'll get fired. Some exactly. of these basketball players have the the luck that that doesn't happen look like the next players, you know, that could have, everyone was saying, fire them. Yeah, I mean, but that's that's the thing about basketball. Like, it's such a sport driven on superstars. One or two players really make the difference that you really can't afford to have superstars upset and angry. And other sports, they like, like football, you see what's happening. Deshaun Watson, he's a quarterback with the Houston Texans. He's asking for a trade. They're saying they're not trading him. They probably will, but they can play a little more hardball because there's two sides of the of offense and defense, and there's a lot more players, 53 and plus players on the roster. Basketball, yeah. one star changes everything. So right. the players control the, the narrative. Um, speaking of the players controlling the narrative, I also heard that a lot of the players are not promoting getting the vaccine. And I feel like with such a big platform, and if they want the fans back, don't you think that's something they should do? But then on the flip side, I kind of understand because it's like, what if something happens and then it comes back on us that we were the ones saying, yo, go get this vaccine so that you could come to our show. It's going to be like, well, I got the vaccine and I don't know, like my arm blew up. But so you only want me to come to the, sh you know, to watch your game. It's like, that's the real reason you don't yeah. care about me as an individual. Listen, you used to watch the Chappelle show. Of course. Remember when they was like, if there's a national emergency, no one will ever say, what does Ja Rule think about this? <laughs> Listen, Remember? no one will ever think about what Ja Rule said after what no he did at the fire festival. Fire. No one would ever think if there was a national war and say, what would Ja Rule think? And, and, and this is where it gets crazy at. So we got players, they tell them a lot of times, shut up and dribble. Remember that? They said, shut up exactly and dribble. Exactly what I was thinking. Uh, this is our time, lane. right? You tell us to shut up and dribble. We're going to shut up and dribble. Lane. 
when 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 it came to uh the stimulus checks and if every american deserved a stimulus check of 14 to two thousand dollars did they ask any of the nba players what they thought no, about that? no because they know they didn't care they were getting their money anyway how about how about the riots that happened in the Washington Capitol? Did they ask LeBron uh, or did they ask Kevin Durant what he thought? Did they bring him nope. on TV to ask what they thought? But now that we have this vaccination, which I'm the vaccination, if it works, if you feel comfortable, I'm all for it. This is an individual situation for me. This is someone's right. help. We don't know enough about what's happening. Let's ask the scientists. Let's get them in the front. Let's stop. I don't want LeBron James to tell me to get vaccinated because me and LeBron James are different. If yeah. I get sick, it's 30, 40 minutes for me to go to the hospital. I don't know if I can make it. He gets sick, gets... someone flies, drives him, they're in seconds. We're in different and I worlds. also believe it goes back to like what, you know, my girl Britney Spears said. Celebrities are not role models. They're here to, or basketball players, you know, basketball players are here to play a game. This is their, this is their job. Their job is not to put their wishes or wants on us. If Agreed. they do, that's great. If it's something that I think, but see, then it's like, oh, so now I'm speaking for other people who may say, okay, well, you want them to talk about racism, but you don't want them to talk about the vaccine. So it's well, like- racism is something that a lot of them have experienced. It's something that they are accustomed to. It's something that historically we've seen throughout history Correct. that they can reflect and, and, and they can go back to things and actual events that have happened. They have some kind of understanding of racial issues with 90% right. of the league being African-American or black or minority. When we go into this vaccination, I mean, I'm not the smartest person, but I consider myself, I got a good education. I consider myself up to date in current events. But if someone asks me about the vaccination, I defer to them doing their own research because yeah. this is something I don't understand. It's something most of the world doesn't understand. So I, excuse me if I don't care if LeBron James or- or And most of them know, didn't even finish college. So like- like, I, I mean, I'm not asking him about the vaccination. Like, 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 if they got on TV and said get vaccinated, it's not going to, I don't think it should change your life. Because if someone dies in your family, you, what are you going to call LeBron James and say, you said I should get vaccinated? So, exactly. you know, my, no. nah, do your own homework, you know, take the time, talk to your doctor. This is why we need health care. This is why Black people and minorities got, can't be afraid to reach out to their doctors and people in the medical field and get expert opinions on what's happening. I wouldn't ask my doctor if I should bet on the Knicks and I won't ask the Knicks if I should get the vaccination. And so that's, that's that the goes. line for the whole show. Okay. Right there. That was amazing. <laughs> I want to thank you so much for being part of my show today. Course, I yeah. also heard from a little birdie that Tuesday was your birthday. Yes. Yes, it was. Yes, and it how was. old did we turn? 35. I'm getting up there. Oh, welcome to the 35 club, brother. <laughs> Ooh, doo, doo. I'm um, moving. I'm moving up there. It's it. it when you wake up, you hear things start cracking. You're like, wake up hey, every time I move. Hold <laughs> up, wait I a move. minute. Like that. <laughs> you it's looking around like somebody world. opened a bag of chips. What the, what the yeah. hell is going on here? I find myself getting tired at nine and being up at seven. So it's, oh, it's, it's a grandpa. <laughs> I just find myself saying constantly all the time, like, damn, my bones hurt. <laughs> like man i'm this hurts and you know especially after working out it's not the same when you're younger like oh, you can work man. out and then go out now i'm like well if i'm going out tonight i'm not gonna work out especially i'm not gonna do a leg day because i went I to the gym to two, two weeks ago and i was pumped i was like i'm back i'm getting it back i'm getting ready like i'm about to come out of retirement and i went for like a strong two days and then on the on the on the third day you like, I, was like that. I need to nah, rest. It's over. It's over. It's over. It's Jesus over. rest on the seventh day. Today, it don't matter. Today is my nah, day. That's the line. Jesus rested on the seventh day, and today is my day to rest. That's, <laughs> that's the outro right there. You said it, Jeff. Well, I hope you had a wait. That you're an um, Aquarius. Aquarius, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. I hope you had a great birthday. <laughs> it's almost time for Pisces season. My man, Ziggy, shout him out. Yeah, Sorry. Ziggs. That's your time bestie. is coming. Ziggs. That's my bestie. Um, thank you so much for ha um being on say having me. Like this is this is my nah, you had me. Thank you for thank having you me. Thank you so I much. Carl was worried that I wouldn't be able to say your name. Um, Mr. Warmark. He was like, be careful because you can't pronounce things, but I did it. <laughs> now nah, you and did it, you did it perfectly. Thank you. Everything I do is perfect. And right now my watch is going off crazy because are we ready? 
it's time for me to promote the sports hit list. It's uh. on every Wednesday at five o'clock new time. Is it five? Yes, it's five o'clock. Um, new time on, you know, Woman Crush Wednesday day. So obviously all you men pay no attention to your girl for a couple of hours. You do that anyway. And um, watch his show. And I heard a little bird. This bird is chirping so loud in my ear. It's not even a bird. It's a rooster now. That oh, no. you were What's in the, the choir. One? Oh, man. That, this is crazy. You got whoever you get in these facts from is wild. Uh, yeah, when I was younger. Uh, you, better, you better sing a tune for the. Nah, yeah. man, it's over. It's over. You can YouTube it. YouTube Boys Choir of Harlem. You'll see me on there. Okay. Yeah. All right, you need to post a video next Thursday for Throwback <laughs> Thursday. I got just for you. I'm gonna post a video on the book. On the book, and I, I got one on you, the... so I don't yeah. want to see no lies. I got you. And then if you do a good job, you can hit up LeBron James, and he could put you on his album. Yo, that might happen. Now we working. Now we working. Now <laughs> put we working. it into an ex manifest. Your now dream. we working. Yeah. That's, All right, that's what, that's I'm so thankful for you. Next time I have you on my show, leave that ghetto screen away. It worked for today, <laughs> but you know, this is not the sports hit list. This is the B show. Okay, when I come back on, I will I will be according to your standards. Your standards. That's I'm, all I'm, I'm asking. I'm gonna meet for, you. Honey. I'm gonna meet that's you. All I, meet that's you. all I. That's all I can ask for. I got you, I ladies promise. and gentlemen. This is the coach, Mr. Womack. Thank you so much. All right, later, Deb. Bye. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was episode two of The B Show. Thank you so much for joining me. My camera just fell. This is the ghetto, honey. It's the ghetto. I need a new studio. Thank you so much for being um, my guest. Remember to be true and be you. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. It's snowing out there. And hit me up. Bye. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.